on today's I Didn't Say That. We're hitting the streets. Let's go. And before we get into it, friendly reminder that we're sponsored by Freedom First. So head over to freedomfirst.co and grab yourself a shirt or two or a sweatshirt. They have some new ones out, some great ones with a Benjamin Franklin quote. Pretty great. So go over and check it out. Free shipping, over $50. And if you put in promo code didn't say, all one word, you'll get 10% off. So check it out. There you go. And make sure to follow them on Instagram at freedomfirst.co. Yep. As you were saying in the intro. As I was saying... We okay, over hold, the hold, past hold. few episodes, we have talked about when the tipping point is going to be, when public opinion is going to shift towards our point of view, which is we gave you our time. We voluntarily gave up our liberties for a couple of weeks. This is clearly not a shut down the country situation. This is just simply a a bad flu. And, and now America has decided enough is enough. We're hitting the streets. We're protesting. We're going to hold up signs. We're going to we're going to make sure that our state governments and specifically our governors know this has gone on long enough. And I realize I say that as a 32-year-old who's in pretty solid shape with zero pre-existing conditions. There's no reason why someone like myself or someone like Katie should not be able to go out into the world and do what we want to do. There's absolutely zero reason for it. Is this a time for people who have severe pre-existing conditions, for people, you know, over the age of, you know, 80 to take precaution? Even over the age of 70 to take precaution. Sure. Sure it is. Sure it is. You want to be a little bit more mindful of what you're touching, you know, using more hand sanitizer, just being more on top of things. But I got to tell you, so we are not mask people. We are not going to walk around with a mask all day. We've worn masks before. We've had to wear masks before in California because of the fires. And you're still going to breathe in garbage. You're unless still, you have an N95. Unless you have an N95. All the other ones are useless. We went into the local farm today to buy some produce. And I had never worn a mask, but they said, hey, we would appreciate it if you wear one. Here's a free one for you. And it was just the simple over the years mask nothing crazy that that doesn't protect you from duty you always say you can't knock it until you've tried it i've tried it i can knock it but you could see this week as trump said hey look this is now in the governor's hands these are our guidelines that we're suggesting. 
you make your own call. However, like at the end of the day, Trump, Trump, a couple of days ago is like, hey, look, you know, at the end, he Trump said a couple of days ago, hey, it's my call. I choose when to decide. And people go, whoa, 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 Tenth Amendment, Tenth Amendment. Governors get to states get to decide on their own. So Trump on Thursday goes, hey, you know what? It's up to the states. Here are our guidelines, but open up as soon as possible where you see fit. And of course, the outrage started. Well, that's not leadership. That's not guidance. What's he doing? This is just this is just a PowerPoint presentation. Cuomo, Cuomo, New York said said the things like, "Oh, well, why don't you get back to do your job?" What more could New York have received from the federal government? They got a floating hospital. Trump said in the army, he sent in every resource that his home state has needed, Trump has provided. You could actually say he has spent, you know, sent a lot more resources to New York if it, than if it wasn't his home state. He gave them everything. And now New York is like, uh, we're sending this elsewhere because we don't need it. Hospitals aren't being overloaded. This is a manageable situation now. The power needs to go back into the hands of people and business owners. If you own a restaurant, let's say you have a large bar section. Are you going to want to space thing? Are you going to want to take away a bunch of chairs or stools right away? Probably. You know, probably. But, you know, you could also leave them there and let people decide. If people don't care, then people don't care. The only thing that establishment has, has to do is make sure that they don't over-serve people. <laughs> but there's no way that we can expect restaurants to protect people from an infectious disease. One that's infected millions of people. Well, I guess I actually, well, yeah, I guess millions of people around the world through people who were asymptomatic, had no idea they had it. What was the study you were telling me about earlier today? Yeah, so this took place in Santa Clara County, California, Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, they were doing the antibody test. There's some specific scientific term for it. It doesn't matter what it is, the antibody test. They're testing to see if people have built up even a base, you know, they have the the COVID-19 antibodies in their system. And through the testing that they've done and compared it to the public testing of people who have gone to a hospital and received a COVID-19 test based on their symptoms, they estimate that around maybe 50 to 85 times the number of people who have tested positive have, have actually had the virus. Somewhere in that range, in the county. Okay, let me read it, because why not? The Hill reports, the first large-scale coronavirus antibody study of 3,300 people in Santa Clara, California, found that 2.5 to 4.2% of those tested were positive for antibodies, suggesting 
more people have been infected with the disease than public health officials have counted. The study published Friday estimates that 48,000 to 81,000 people in the county of 2 million could be infected. In early April, when the samples were taken, approximately 1,000 confirmed cases were recorded by the county. Researchers estimate there are likely 50 to 80 times more infections in the state's counties than what is being reported. So, if that's true... We're at herd immunity. Well, I don't know if we're at herd immunity, but we're 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 a lot closer to it than And we're not overwhelming hospitals. No, we're not. We're not. I mean we're get we're 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 at the point where if you feel like you're in a position where you need to take special precautions, please take special precautions. But it's time to open up the economy. I want to say something frank. Going out to a restaurant is not something you have to do. Right. Going out to the bar is not something you have to do. You do have to go to the grocery store. Actually, you don't. You could get it delivered. You could get it delivered these days, but... Generally speaking, grocery store, pharmacy, gas station work. If you don't feel comfortable going back to work, chances are you're going to be able to get, you know, disability payment or something like that. There's going to be some sort of payment coming your way if you don't want to do it. I get that. I get that that's part of the problem. We don't want to force people to go back into a situation that no one. This puts is their life in jeopardy. What annoys me so but much? That's really no one not is the thing forced. That's happening. We are a free country. We don't have slavery anymore. If you don't want to go to work, you don't have to go to work. Yep. Period. True. For any reason. Now, eventually, you'll have to go to work because you'll run out of money and you'll become homeless. But that is the choice you make. No one is forcing you to go to work. Don't don't be logical. Why do you have to be logical? That's mean-spirited, sexist, racist. Well, we were talking about this. This was on special report. It was a special report where they were talking about how, you know, oh, well, it looks like there are people who might end up with a couple hundred bucks a month more through the assistance that's being given out for the coronavirus than they would have otherwise been making at their job. And this will create an incentive for people to not work, but actually go on the dole. And Katie and I, we both had the same takeaway from it, which was like, what, this is going to be for three, four months? Like, whatever. At this point, our government treats money like it's whose line is it anyways. The rules are made up, and the points don't matter. <laughs> Currency doesn't matter. The dollar doesn't matter. This is all just fake. It's all just whatever. Just put another couple of zeros in that spreadsheet, and boom, we're good. Well, here's the deal. Here's why that hill is not the one we want to die on. Number one, we should have never shut down the economy in the first place. We should have said, if you are autoimmune compromised, if you are elderly, if you are in the risk group, you stay home. And if that means you can't work, we will send you money. Yep. Everybody else, go to work. You'll be fine. 
Don't gather in large groups. Be socially distant. We will get to work making ventilators and getting PPE and all this stuff. And then we never would have had the situation that we're in. But since we're already in it, who cares if this is- if some people get a few extra bucks for a couple months? It's not forever. This is temporary. Like, that's not the that's not the hill we're dying on, folks. Like, I mean, come on. The Kennedy Center already got $25 million for nothing. Bingo. Like, you really going to go after some people for getting a, a couple hundred bucks more? This has come been the on. classic waste, fraud, and abuse. We have Senators Loeffler, Burr, Feinstein, and Inhofe who committed insider, who more likely than not committed insider trading violations based on classified coronavirus briefs that they received as United States senators. And they're going to go up there and be like, yo, we need to, we, we need to check the, we need to make sure that someone doesn't end up with 10 bucks more a month through this program than they otherwise would have made it work. Like get the get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. It's not the hill we're going to die on. If the government fires you, get what you can from the government. I It is one of the least offensive things that could happen with my tax dollars. The amount of things that I don't want my tax dollars going to that my, my money actually does go to is so long. Helping people out who got fired because of go, government overreaction is very low on the list very low on the list so i think this is also the obligatory time for me to point out that i did vote for andrew yang in the primary oh my Um, god you do this every time everybody knows and ubi is ubi is coming to america no Mm -mm. it is no well maybe maybe the trump second term will delay it but they're never going to do it the way they're supposed to do it. The way no. you're supposed to do it is everybody, no exceptions, gets money, and we get rid of welfare. Yes, it isn't. But it that's is never going to happen. Of 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 other programs. Yeah, but that's never going to happen. No. They're going to end up instituting it, but only up to a hundred k, and there's still welfare, and it's well, like that's, so we just gave more welfare. That's the most frightening thing about what happened with this is we've never you never take away a government program. Government programs are never removed. This isn't a program. This is a temporary payment. It's a one-time payment. Yeah, well. That's what they said. It was a one-time payment. In the 1930s, Social Security started out with a retirement age of 65. What's the retirement age today? 65. Yeah, but that wasn't a one-time payment. That was an ongoing program. I'm just saying government programs don't change. Okay, but this is a one-time payment. It's not a program. Well, this is something that's going to be built into policy in the future. Well, hopefully not. Basically, this is a test run. This has been used as an excuse to shut down church, to shut down peaceful assembly. To make it a crime to walk down one sidewalk, as what happened in Beverly, Massachusetts. If you walk down the sidewalk in this direction, you're going to get a fine. Yep, and that's why we're going to the Capitol tomorrow and we're protesting. We are going to conquer tomorrow, noon. For any of our New Hampshireites who listen to this, Conquered, and you listen before Saturday. Capitol building, noon. Be there. There will be plenty of parking because nothing's <laughs> open. Nothing's happening. 
just patriots gathering. And um, the organizer said you can stay It's going to be car. a crappy day tomorrow outside, too. Just a perfect day. It would have been a perfect day to go get a pint or two at Conquer Craft Brewing. Yeah. Not for me because I don't like beer. But I really want to stand out there with my sign. But if it's snowing slash raining, I guess we'll just have to tape them the inside of the car. We made great signs, you guys. We made three mm-hmm. great signs. I like them. I do. I have zero penmanship and zero artistic ability, so mine look mine looks terrible. Katie won't say it because Katie doesn't want to be mean to me, but she knows it looks like. Well, let's be honest. I just want it to be readable. That's all. It's a good sign. Tell them what your sign says. King Sununu is non-essential. Yes. We have decreed that our governor has declared himself a king and a tyrant, and which he has. He's not essential. He's not essential. Um, he closed down all our beaches. This is the mind. This is the most mind boggling thing of this whole thing. You're saying we are perfectly capable of going to a grocery store or a liquor store or a cigarette store and maintain our distance and that's fine but we can't do the same thing in a church or outside on the beach or on a golf course that's that's not justice that's discrimination and it we cannot be silent about it i will not be silent about it and that's why we're going it's business discrimination i have i i listen I think just the whole smugness he's had during this entire thing of, well, there's 100,000 people, 120,000 New Hampshireites on unemployment right now, and he's just, you know, well, we'll get through it. We're going to close the beaches. He, He has said in so many interviews over the past week, he's not in charge. He's leaving it up to other states around us. Because New Hampshire is at the nexus of New England. That sounds like someone who's enjoying their paid vacation and doesn't want it to end. And he and he always likes to public bring... Health, health, public health above all else yeah, has he, been what he's been saying. Public health above all else. He also likes to bring up that he can't close the border because interstate travel is like in the Constitution or something ridiculous. And I'm like, mm, so is peacefully assembling. So is freedom of religion. But you took that away. So, you know, why don't we just make a border check? And if it's so important, don't let the Massachusetts plates in. I, I don't understand why that's a problem. Well, the issue is, is that he needs the revenue from people from Massachusetts to come up to the state liquor stores on the border. Oh, and another thing, that, like, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. I don't want to tell him to close the liquor store. Instead, I think... We should open more things and exactly. just make them socially exactly. distant. My, our, our argument is not that the liquor stores are open. Our, our argument is that non-state-owned enterprises have been closed. Right. It should be up to the businesses to decide if they want to open or not. And three weeks ago, it was in the public opinion to close. So they probably wouldn't have gotten many customers 
I don't really think they would have been putting themselves in danger because I think this whole thing's overblown, but it would have made sense. But now they should have the right to say, I want to open and whoever wants to come and patron my store is allowed to. And if I have employees who don't want to come, then they don't have to come. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't want to come, don't come. If you don't want to open, don't open. But the option should have always been there. Yeah. And now they're just going to do the same thing. They're like, okay, well, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm praying that he'll actually open it. But the White House guidelines are you can open, wear, you know, masks and gloves and whatnot and make sure people stay socially distant, yada, yada, yada. There's no reason why we couldn't have done that from the beginning. No reason. So I do stick with my original point of 14 days, we're all in this together, then we reopen, right? I don't think that that would would have been disruptive. What was disruptive was tacking on the 30 days and then everyone going, we don't know when this ends. Actually, he he only tacked on 15 extra days as it was supposed to be through Easter. Well, well, no, no. The 30 days to bend the curve came out before Easter. That came out at the end of March. Because in the middle of March was the two weeks. And then it was 30 days. And then he was like, well, I'm optimistic we're going to reopen by Easter. And then it was very clear that Easter was not going to happen. So now it's essentially May 1st. That's the uh, That's the plan. So, so yeah, we're going up to the state house to make sure that Snoonu doesn't screw us and opens the damn thing up on May 1st. He's going to screw us. He's definitely going to screw us. But Max and I aren't going to take this anymore, and we're getting on an airplane in May. We don't care. Exactly. We're done with this. You can take it. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. Yeah, at a certain point... Do you want to live your life and have freedoms or do you want to live your whole life in fear? Fear. Every day you wake up, you could die. You could roll out of the bed, hit your head and die. 450 people every year in America die falling on bed. CDC. Look it up. Google it. At the end of the day, everything is dangerous. Yep. Literally everything. You could choke on your water. You could choke eating. You could fall down the stairs and crack your head open. Literally everything is dangerous. And yet somehow, your for spouse, years, your we've managed. Your spouse can look at you across from the kitchen and go, not anymore, and gut you right there. <laughs> the point is... Enough about my fears. <laughs> Something that is only 1% lethal is just not a reason to keep everyone at home. It's just not. No. I'm sorry. No. No. And the basis on which America was founded on individual liberties should have made us fine for this virus. Because if you're afraid, you can stay home. This is This is what's so aggravating. Because... Now, when we lift things, I finally get my freedom to go out and do things. But you still get your same freedom to stay at home. That well, they, freedom was never taken from you. Well, I mean, doesn't this really get at 
and I don't think we want to make this too much of a think piece, but this really gets into, are we too prosperous of a society to handle this type of temporary evil? Have we just been completely exposed as too decadent to be able to handle the challenges of life? The challenges that come with things being unpredictable. Life is not formulaic. Society is not formulaic. Actions by countries are not formulaic. Nature is not formulaic. Have we become too too soft? Expand, you mean? Well, what I mean is that there is no better place to live in the history of human existence than the United States in 2020. No better place in the history of time for someone to live on the planet Earth than in the United States right now. And there's been no better place to live in the history of Earth than in the United States for like the past 60 years. Easy. 70 years. 75 years. And even expanding outside of the United States to Europe, parts of South America, large part of Asia, Australia, We have more life-saving technology than ever before. We live longer, almost longer than ever before. Our decadent ways, our fast food, our processed foods, our terrible eating, our sedentary lifestyles combined with poor eating habits have actually started to shrink life expectancy in America. But throughout the world... We've gotten rid of more disease. More people have a chance to live longer. More people have a chance at prosperity. More people are free to live the kind of life that they choose to live. More people have opportunities to rise out of poverty. Life is really good right now. Have we reached a point especially in the United States, where any disruption to how good we have it, and I mean we have it good, does any disruption to our current way of life expose the fact that we're just not able to handle unexpected challenges that come our way? Screw going to Mars. To heck with putting a colony on another planet. Are we actually capable of handling what we will confront on this planet? So are you saying if this had happened like... 70 uh, years ago. 70 years ago. But I think people would have gone about their business. But in 1918 when they had the pandemic, Yep. Didn't they close some stuff? We were talking about millions and millions of people dying. Not 33,000 people dying. 
We were talking about a Spanish flu where millions of people died. Okay, so you think 70 years ago, 1940s, mm-hmm. before the war, after the war? After the war. After the war. If they were coming across a disease that killed 30,000 people, I think they would have looked the other way. That's part of life. I want to know how many people would have actually died had we done nothing. And by nothing, I mean very little news coverage. It, it would just be covered like the regular flu. How many people actually would have died? I bet you double or triple. 90,000? Yeah, I'll say 90. I'd give, I'd give 100,000. So, we're saying 60,000 people are worth 22 million people's jobs. Is that the, is that the equation we've made? You're going down a dangerous road. <laughs> I'm just saying. For the record, that's what we prevented. For the record, I've had this discussion before with very, very, very open-minded, intelligent people, and I think we taught. I think we came to the conclusion, and it was built around. It, it, I I forget where the study was done from. I think it might have been MIT or a study, but basically, what is a human life worth? And it's around five to seven million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, have we told what are we what are we saying this whole thing cost us money wise? Is it the four trillion dollars of the package? Well, it's the couple trillion that the Fed pumped into the bond markets. What's sixty thousand times five million? Hundred and ten No. Sixty billion. times five is three 60 was 60,000 times 5 million. It's 30. So like 500 bi- 500 billion. 500 billion. Okay, so we overpaid. I mean, that's what you're saying. <laughs> like should we just like if you die from this, we just give you five million dollars compensation to your family? Like, sorry for your loss. Sorry, we said sixty thousand. Yeah, it's three hundred billion. So yeah, we we overpaid. <laughs> three hundred billion by what eight? No, nope, we overpaid by like twelve. X. We overpaid by like ten. Yeah. If you count what the Fed did, what Congress has done. I'm not saying that study was accurate. I'm just saying that's basically what we're willing to spend on a human life. It's around five to seven million dollars. I also just think because people in this country, don't have religion as much anymore either. They also just don't seem to understand that you can't actually prevent death. It's going to happen. How dare you? That's racist and sexist. So, like, this whole thing is a losing battle anyway. Well, we're all going to die at some point, so why try to prevent it ever? Is that what you're getting at? No, my point is that 
we're doing all this mitigation shutting down the economy, but like you're never going to stop death. Like it's going to well, keep happening. Why, then why have, why even try? That would be the counterpoint. I think what you're saying, suggesting is a little extreme. <laughs> <laughs> if there's always going to be death, why are there any laws? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Why should seven- you have to wear a seatbelt? Why should you have to wear a helmet when you're riding on a motorcycle? What I'm saying is two uh, laws that I'm seven, against, by 7, the way. 7,500 people a day die in America. That is the yes. average. 7,500 people a day. We haven't hit more than 2,000 a day from this thing. Yeah, we have. We haven't. Not a day. 2,000 a day? How about, what's our highest peak a day? Uh, 4,500. Okay, so we still haven't hit 7,500. That's true. We have not doubled our death toll. I would like to know what our total, total death toll is for, for all things. Although I guess that's what it is because they're basically counting anything now as coronavirus. Well, that's the thing. Now we've created a, a, an incentive where if you have corona deaths, you get more federal money. So, you know, everything's a corona death. It's not a great situation financially to be in but no i guess i'm just i'm playing devil's advocate you know it's like the old you're talking about the old ron paul line i like seat belts i don't like seatbelt laws right that's what you're getting at like i like people who live i like people making the choice to be healthy and exercise and don't smoke and don't vape and you know eat well and you know, don't eat processed foods and don't eat fast food all the time. And, you know, it seems like every piece of anecdotal evidence that's out there is basically like if you are in good shape, if you have, you know, hours of aerobic exercise a week, you eat well, you listen to your body, you're in, you don't have pre-existing conditions, you're going to be fine. Wait, can we talk about the ridiculous thing that Dr. Burke said today at the press conference? Which was? When she started hawking, like, all the other diseases that we now, like, need to go do things for. Oh, that was Fauci. I thought it was Burke's. I thought it was, uh, it might have been one of them just talking about how we need to, like, oh, now we need to be on the lookout for hepatitis. Now we need to be on the lookout for, like, all this (laughs) other stuff. And we're like, okay. You give okay, them an inch, they take it. a mile. That's it. That's enough. No, we've we we've lived with hepatitis. We're not shutting down the country for hepatitis. Sorry. Mm-mm. Also, isn't there like a shot for hepatitis? Didn't you have to get that when you were a kid? I think it shots for them, yeah. 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 At least a couple of them. All right. It's an old Will Ferrell bit, Saturday Night Live. Oh, nice. Huntington Beach is doing a protest about the lockdown. Nice. Nice. Oh, I feel like New Hampshire. We're like so late. Yeah, well, you know, we wanted to wait till it was snowing in April. (laughs) We wanted to make it extra miserable. You know, that's the thing about New Hampshire. That's the thing about New Hampshire (laughs) libertarians. We're not just real jerks about it. We want to make sure that you physically suffer to show your 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 alignment with the cause. 
I mean, personally, I'm cool with it being on a Saturday because then I don't have to take off work um, because obviously no one at my work can know that I'm doing this. But it would be nice if it wasn't going to be freezing. Narrator voice, flash forward 24 hours later <laughs> and Katie is the face on WMUR of being <laughs> like, we need to storm Sununu's home. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they updated it. Now we're supposed to get one to three inches. Oh, this is ridiculous. This is literally Mother Nature being like, you know what? It's not enough that you're stuck in your house. We are going to snow on you at the end of April because I, that's how 2020 is going. I would like to go get snow beers at the Moose. Oh, wait. Thanks, Nunu. Nope. Can't do that. But All you right. Go well, we're we're going to record tomorrow after this. Yeah. After we go to the rally, we'll let you know how many people show up. We'll let you know if we get arrested. Could be exciting. Um, yeah, we'll let you know what clever signs we see. I mean, obviously ours are going to be the most clever, but I'm sure there'll be some clever ones. Yeah. And we'll let you know how the Dementors are in prison. <laughs> yeah, if you don't even know some our nights because we're stuck in jail. <laughs> you would be the belle of the, the ball. ball. Don't right. drop the soap. Don't drop the soap. On that note.